0: All right, Dave, I got a question for you. Ready for this? You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I already asked this question. I think we we already discussed the forty. We we've done. We talked about the NFL Combine before. But here's my here's my question to you: If you were at NFL Draft Night and say you were you knew you were going to be picked top ten, what would you be wearing that night? What would your outfit be?
1: I mean, I'd be wearing like a nice suit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't go over the top. Like I wouldn't have like. A- candy striped blazer or like, or like neon colors or anything. I'd probably just go the classic look, like a, like a navy blue suit with a, you know, tie of maybe one of the teams I was talking with the most or something.
0: I don't know. Now that could, that could open up questions in terms of tampering or, you know, something like that. I guess it really wouldn't matter, but uh, that would open up some questions. That'd be cool if you like had the suit jacket buttoned and then you open it up and it's the tie of the team that picked you. That'd be pretty dope. Um, See, I would go the opposite. You know how I am. I would I would go completely ostentatious. I'd have like the, the bet like the most colorful suit. I'd be Russell Westbrook, Cam Newton. I'd be just completely <laughs> over the top. I'd be I'd be killing it. Um, I'd have a nice vest. I love vests, so I I definitely would wear a vest for sure. Um, some slick wingtip shoes, and uh, <laughs> of course, I like your I like your t- I like the idea we have with the tie there. I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the tie of the team that picks me. Hopefully it's the right team. And if it's not, then I guess I just won't open the suit. But uh, hopefully, the team that picks me we're in talks with will uh, will end up taking me. So I'll do that. But we'll bring we'll bring in our guest to see what his answer is. Uh, this is Nessen's Doug Kite. He covers the Patriots. It's very nice of him to come on, especially since Doug, we missed you last week. And by we, I mean myself. Uh, I said to Dave, I was like, I feel like it's somewhere in the 20s of April. And I checked the the DMs, and I'm like, oh no, it was last Tuesday. That's not that's not great. Uh, but Doug thank you for joining us we appreciate it
2: fortunately I was extremely busy and was like also thinking myself I think this is supposed to be soon but I don't know what day it uh, specifically was so I might have missed it as well if uh yeah if you guys
0: didn't no it's it's, it's incumbent upon upon us to to do the follow-up so we, we we appreciate you trying to take some of the heat but it's on us uh, but anyway doug if you were a top 10 draft pick in the NFL draft what would you wear to draft night
2: so, I think that depends. I think the first day, absolutely wear the suit, go mm. all out. If you don't get drafted the first day, then you're out there in a hoodie, like sweat shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like if if they don't care about me, then I don't care about them. I think that <laughs> that's the attitude you have to you have to have if you get like I forgot who the best example of that is, but like you know, Aaron Rodgers, but on day two. Yeah.
0: Right. That's true. I was thinking Aaron Rodgers. That was my first thought. Like how I
2: know I forgot it. Like guys who didn't get drafted until day two, but there's definitely been some instances.
0: I think my What's, favorite, I, I, am oh, sorry, Dave, go ahead.
1: I don't know. I was going to say there was Daquan Bowers years ago who had the knee issues. He was supposed to be like a top 10 pick and he slid to like the second or third round. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: My, my Always favorite, wrong. my favorite pissed off draft pick look is not the NFL. It's in the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the winning time 30 for 30 about Reggie Miller. Oh uh, yeah, and Steve Alford was supposed to get picked by the Pacers, his hometown team. And when they they show Reggie Miller getting picked, and Steve Alford is abs <laughs> like he wants nothing to do with anybody being in South. Like he wants everyone it is the best. Disappointed draft pick look until Aaron Rodgers. Like those two are Hall of Fame level bad. Like <laughs> like you didn't want a camera on you at the time. At least Jim Kelly, who hated getting picked by Buffalo, was very nice about it uh that, you... that,
2: that is pretty rough though like yeah. obviously those guys are gonna get jobs anyway but imagine like a, a camera on you yeah if you get turned down by like your dream job <laughs> like the dream place you want to work that's or whatever true. and it's like oh well, i guess i have to like go to buffalo instead that's true <laughs> like a that's life-changing true. moment of disappointment and yeah. there's a camera like Three inches from your
0: face. Got to be pretty jarring to go from Miami, Florida, up to Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he didn't at first, so that might, that's definitely a reason why. But we are here to do a little Patriots talk, a little Patriots draft preview, and we, we might be reined in a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug's a very objective look at uh, at the Patriots. Doug, where are you from?
2: Uh, where am I from? Mm. I was actually born in Seattle okay, and then moved to Sharon, Massachusetts when I was 11. Okay, So... Yeah, I kind of grew up in both spots. I, I can't give like a short answer to where I'm from.
0: Right. No, that's, yeah. that's understandable. Dave and I can. We are both very much New England natives. Uh, <laughs> born and raised, nice three-run home run there from I don't know who. That's going to not date this at all. Um, but uh, no, yeah, Dave Dave's born and raised in Stoneham. I'm born and raised in uh, a city called Warwick Rhode Island. Uh, nice. the, the name of this show is derived from when Dave got a job at ESPN. Uh, we were originally going to cross state lines every week to record the episode that <laughs> lasted, what? Three weeks, Dave, three weeks, probably. <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, yeah. um, I remember the last episode we recorded together in person was when Edelman tore his ACL in the preseason. That was the, yep. and the Kyrie got traded the same night. Oh. Uh, that was a wild, a wild week. Um, but anyway, yeah, we, we, we need to be reined in a little bit when it comes to the Patriots. Um, For sure. I, I know how your mentions are, Doug. Uh, there are a <laughs> lot of Patriots fans in them, and they are not so kind. Um, but, you know, the Patriots are in an interesting situation this year. Everybody wants them to trade up. Everybody hopes they're going to trade up. I certainly do. So as somebody who covers the team, how do you kind of read their situation right now?
2: I don't think they'll trade up. Uh, that's where I kind of currently stand on that. I think they should. I mean, they just spent all this money in free agency. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of needs. They have 10 draft picks and barely enough spots on their roster to put all those players on the roster. So if they were going to trade up, this would definitely be the year at the same time, at least from the people that I've talked to recently, it does still seem unlikely that that happens, but obviously there's other elements in play that they're not in control of. So if, some player starts to fall or if the guy that they thought they'd be getting at 15 gets taken, then maybe they do warm up that idea. It, it's tough to predict, but at this point, I'd say there's less of a chance of it happening than of it happening.
1: So I I, I always kind of am, am of the mind that QB isn't necessarily the only position they target if they did move up. And, like, I think maybe an offensive lineman or receiver maybe between, like, the 9 to 12 range would be somewhere they'd consider moving up. Who is someone other than a QB? Because you get all the questions about QBs all the time. Who is someone other than a QB that you could see them trading up for if they fell?
2: So for me personally, I would trade up for one of the three receivers, Chase Waddle or Smith, just because I think that all three of those guys could wind up being, you know, all pro wide receivers in the NFL. I think that they have seriously high potential. So out of that, that range of players, that top 15, Those would probably be my picks. Otherwise, I think they'd probably be fine just waiting on on an offensive lineman. Um, There's no real, like, priority defender, I feel like, who's going to go in that top 15 range. If you don't get Patrick Sertan, then you can still get J.C. Horn. If you don't get, you know, uh, Micah Parsons, then there's, like, other linebackers deeper into the draft that you can get. So if it's not a quarterback, I'd probably say it would be a wide receiver. But – I also probably don't see them trading up for a player other than a quarterback. I actually do think it would be more likely they would trade up for a quarterback than for another position. There,
0: <laughs> it would be perfectly on brand for Bill Belichick to trade <laughs> yes. up and then take Penny Sewell or Kyle Pitts. I know Kyle Pitts is like the generational tight end talent, and Penny right. Sewell is an incredible tackle. But uh, you know, Belich- Belichick dr- trading up to draft Kyle Pitts after signing Hunter Henry and John New Smith would probably be the most on brand thing he could do, but let's live in a fantasy land for a moment, because there's three obviously three things the Patriots could do here. One is trading up, the other is standing pat, the other is trading back. So let's let's start with the fantasy land option first. Let's trade up. Say they trade for Atlanta's pick, and they move up to number four. Do you really do you really think San Francisco is going to take Mac Jones with that third pick? I don't think so, but what do you think?
2: I think it's possible, and my defense on that for the 49ers, and I like – fields a lot more than mac jones i like fields more than zach wilson as well but my defense on the 49ers taking mac jones is that if you want mac jones to do or if you want a quarterback who does exactly what mac jones did last season if you just want him to play it safe you don't need him to make crazy throws you don't need him to be super mobile you just need him to be extremely accurate and kind of let the rest of the players around him be the strength of that roster, be the strength of that team, which is essentially what they asked Jimmy Garoppolo to do when they went to the Super Bowl. You saw last year that Mac Jones could do exactly that. I just don't think that you can justify trading that high for that player. So maybe they still wind up doing it. I actually would say it's the most likely scenario is that they do take Mac Jones. Then uh, Trey, Trey Lance would probably be number two on that list, then Justin Fields. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It it seems wild that they would trade up for Mac Jones, but it seems like the case. And like I said, like if they just want him to be Jimmy Garoppolo or like a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo, it's kind of what he was last year with Alabama. So I don't know. It might work out for them. It's just not a very high upside pick.
1: So obviously we, we, you kind of mentioned earlier. They've been, the Patriots have been very active in free agency. They made a lot of signings, a lot of high money, low money, mid money. They've kept all, all the guys they wanted to. Now that being said, though, what do you see as their top two, say, position of needs?
2: Quarterback's definitely the top one, I would say. Uh, beyond that, it's all kind of like depth signings or future, I know, uh, depth needs or future needs or you know, guys who could be role players. So wide receiver is one place. Like, If they did get one of those three guys that I mentioned earlier, Waddle, Smith, or Chase, they would become starters in the offense because the talented wide receiver is that, that if they brought in one of those top three wide receivers, they would be better than, you know, Bourne or they would be better than Myers or someone else. Beyond that, I think that somewhere in the front seven, whether that's at the edge spot, linebacker, defensive tackle, that would be up there as well immediate needs cornerbacks not one of them just because Gilmore Jackson are still on the roster safety they've got plenty of pieces offensive line they've got you know the full full starting unit back or not back but they brought back Trent Brown they've got a starting lineup set there tight end obviously they're all set at running back they're all set at so yeah wide receiver would be there quarterback and then otherwise somewhere in the front seven they could probably make an upgrade
0: So we'll address the if-they-stay-pat part when we do our little mock draft because we're not doing any trades in that one. So we'll address that when we actually have to make the decision. But if they trade back, do you think it's kind of a soft trade back, like three or four picks? Do they move out of the first round entirely? What do you think is is the most likely scenario there?
2: I don't think you can really move out of the first round if you're at 15 just because, I mean, what would you even get in that scenario? You would get probably a second-round pick plus a future first. Maybe they do that. I just think it's it's kind of a waste. I think that you want to get a player on a rookie contract with the amount of signings that they made. So if they did trade back, probably in like the early 20s or something, they would try to move back a little bit. If the two guys that they want at 15 are still there, then maybe they just move back a couple spots and take a gamble and hope that one of them is still there at 20 or 21 or somewhere around there.
1: Mm. So, so you mentioned... Uh corner before what's your read on just obviously no one really knows of the patriots but i feel like you're more tied in than <laughs> especially me and jake but um i would say so your, yeah what's what's your read on the gilmore situation and in, in part two would be do you see jc jackson as someone that they'd invest in long term obviously it would have to be in free agency next year at this point i'd say
2: with gilmore it's tough because he had the injury last season really bad timing for him personally to have that injury so i can't really see a team trading something substantial for him and then having to give him a new contract because he's not just going to accept a trade and then play on a seven million dollar salary he's going to want the salary bump he's going to want the extension so maybe the patriots and him can figure out some sort of middle ground to keep him around i'm not sure if it would be the the extension that he wants but maybe you throw a few million dollars his way just to make him happy and then say, okay, now you're free to hit free agency next season. And you don't have to worry about us anymore. But JC Jackson, it's tough because he was an undrafted free agent. So that's a situation to me. And it's similar to Malcolm Butler, where if you're signing a guy as an undrafted free agent, you're going to take a risk one way or the other on a player that you might not take on a player that's drafted. And for JC Jackson, That was the character issues that he had. He had uh, an arrest in college. Uh, He transferred from Maryland to Florida. It was kind of a, a whole mess there with him. He's been a model citizen since he's come to New England, but I could also understand the Patriots saying like, all right, we got four great years out of this player. He was a starter. We won a Super Bowl with him. He got a bunch of interceptions, but maybe we don't now want to invest the $60 million on a player that for one reason or another, we didn't want to draft when he was coming out. So that's personally how I look at it. At the same time, they know that he can be successful in their defense. So that would be the case for them re-signing him. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was a situation where yep, he plays under the tender this season, and then maybe it's kind of a a mutual parting because the value is going to be so far off between what the Patriots are willing to pay and what Jackson would want on the open market.
0: So I posed this question to Dave, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago now. But say, so I, I'm coming back from five years in the future to this present day, <laughs> and I say to you, not counting Mac Jones, so one of the four quarterbacks, Lawrence, Field, Wilson, Lance, was a huge bust. Which, what name do you think is coming out of my mouth next?
2: Uh, Lance. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, look at Trey Lance, like just on the surface. Like, if you said five years ago, like, hey, yeah, there's going to be this FCS prospect. He's going to start for one season. He throws, like, 17 passes per game. He played one game in the season before you're drafting him. And, yeah, he's also going to be a top-five pick. Like, that doesn't make sense. That, like, doesn't make sense at all. He was a two-star recruit or three-star recruit, whatever it is. He didn't work out at his pro day because when he was coming out of high school, he ran like a four nine. So, like, <laughs> he was a great scrambler in college, but that's also against FCS talent. And like I said, started one season, didn't throw an interception. That was fantastic. He looked great last season. I think that he's got upside. I think he could very well be a great quarterback, but <laughs> everything surrounding him being this top prospect really just doesn't make a whole lot of sense on the surface. So, I don't know. I That would probably be probably be my pick i could also make a case for zach wilson just because he wasn't very good in 2019 yeah. was very good in 2020 when byu's competition was extremely low they didn't play any power five teams at one point uw washington said like hey byu we want to play you and byu was like uh oh, no no we're good <laughs> we'll, we'll uh we'll find a different opponent we'll, we'll play someone else like, <laughs> i'm curious to see how that would have went if zach wilson did play a pac-12 school because when they were playing tougher competition in 2019, he wasn't as good as he was last season.
0: Hmm. Zach Wilson is a good pick because even though Adam Gase has gone, I mean he was there way too long anyway. But even though he's gone, it is still the Jets. I mean, I right. do I like Robert Sala a lot. I think he's gonna yeah. he was a fantastic pick for them. Uh, it is still the Jets. I mean, it. What would it? I mean, other, maybe if he won a Super Bowl, but like if he wins a Super Bowl, he's probably the best Jets quarterback of all time. Like,
2: yeah. Probably I mean it's what it's Namath right now and he was like uh I mean come on. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> great mean, moments, bad stats guy.
0: I mean Chad Chad Pennington, legend of the Jets uniform. He was he had, he had some good years there. Ken O'Brien,
2: I guess, was pretty good in the franchise like before my time. So I just trust True. everyone when they say that Ken O'Brien was good. And I'm like, Yeah, sure.
0: Hey, he uh he they did not like him when he got drafted. Um <laughs> <True. laughs> but uh but, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's – Zach Wilson's an interesting answer because, you know, it is the Jets, and they are so prone to to big busts. But I think Trey Lance is – Dave, I think – was Trey Lance the answer you gave?
1: I, I said Zach Wilson. Zach
0: Wilson, okay.
1: Yeah, So uh,
0: I so, I want to park on that curve for a second. Justin Fields is the guy that – I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the, the number one pick no matter what. But you said you have Justin Fields second on your board, as many, as many people do in terms of quarterbacks. So why is it that Justin Fields might slip to – number four, potentially number five, down the board. Why is he falling?
2: It's a really good question, and I don't really know. Like, So I I put together this stat over the weekend where I basically just combined average depth of throw, accuracy rate, and turnover-worthy plays.
0: Mm.
2: And Zach Wilson came out on top. So that's certainly a case for him. Justin Fields was number two, though, so... I could, I guess, see, based strictly on 2020, that Zach Wilson was better than Justin Fields. That's before. That's when you throw out their quality of competition. That's when you throw out the players that they were playing with, throw everything else out, look at them purely in a vacuum, and I guess Zach Wilson might have been a little bit better. So I suppose I can see that case for why Zach Wilson might go above uh, Justin Fields. And then for Mac Jones, I kind of explained that earlier that Maybe that's exactly what they're looking for. So it might not be so much as like Justin Fields is falling down the board across the league. It might just be these specific teams prefer a different quarterback for one reason or another. Because I reached out to someone over the weekend because I spent way too much time watching Justin Fields. I watched every single one of his snaps from 2020. And I I reached out to someone in the league and said, what is the media missing on Justin Fields? Because this guy looks incredible. And he said, the media, what are the 49ers doing if they trade up for anyone other than Justin Fields? So that tells me that this isn't just some like media thing that's falling in love with Justin Fields. He's well thought of around the NFL. It might just so happen that the teams that are picking like quarterbacks more than him, which is just a, a strange scenario. And it could wind up making Fields the steal of the draft.
0: I'll tell you what. Before I throw it back to you, Dave, uh, I really hope he doesn't go to the Broncos because if you get drafted by the Broncos, it's like the kiss of death for quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John. Uh, God, God respect John Elway for all of his his work in the NFL, all of his career numbers as a quarterback. That man cannot divine yeah. quarterback talent himself. He just. I mean, Paxton Lynch is all you really need to look at. Beyond that, more. But yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Who Who
2: is the most Broncos quarterback in this draft? Is it Kyle Trask? We just gotta
1: find the mm. tallest guy that can throw the furthest.
2: Felipe Franks is the tallest guy, and Kyle Trask definitely can't throw the furthest. So yeah, I don't know. I, that's maybe Felipe Franks is their guy. Are we
0: talking most Elway-esque, or are we talking most like the quarterback most likely to get his eye?
2: The quarterback most likely to get his eye, because the quarterback most like Elway is probably. Justin Fields right but I don't know if he's tall enough for John Elway's standards
0: that's true I don't know how I don't know the dimensions on Kellen Mond seems like he might love (laughs) might love some Kellen Mond that just seems like he I mean I I don't know I mean hey Drew Locke might be the guy of the future there you never know it's true I mean you never
1: know
0: I mean I feel like we do at this point but Dave go ahead um all right so I, I
1: feel like everyone kind of is all over the quarterbacks of the draft. And obviously, it's a huge position, so it makes sense. But what is one person that's overrated and underrated so far, as from what you've seen and what you've done, the research that you've done for the first round picks?
2: That's a good question. Um, I'm just going to like look at a list real quick to think of that for a second. Mm. Underrated, um, I think Jalen Phillips might be a little bit underrated. I understand the concerns there with, you know, like retired from football because of some concussions. He got into a like traffic accident and lost three bones in his wrist or something. And like, there's some serious injury concerns there. There might also be some kind of off-field concerns, but at the same time, he very well might be the best defensive player in this entire class. So he might be underrated. Like there's a reason for why he might be underrated, but I also think that that could be a reason why um uh, you know he might wind up being a steal because of that as far as overrated um I I think that I think Micah Parsons might wind up going lower than people think I think he's a good player and he's a fantastic athlete he tested the the Penn State Pro Day I think was a little bit wacky I think they were actually running like 38-yard, 40-yard dashes <laughs> out of all the, the pro days this year. Those were a little bit uh, off the board. But I do think that people are discounting the off-field stuff with Micah Parsons. I think that he's got some maturity issues, and he was part of the big hazing scandal at Penn State. Uh, so I think that everyone you know, will probably, if he's on the board at 15 and the Patriots pass on him, a lot of people will wonder why. But I think that that would be the reason why and why he might be overrated a little bit just by media rather than teams.
0: So let's take a look at the Patriots drafts of recent years. Uh we'll we'll kind of spend a little bit more time in the first three rounds, but we'll we'll run through those four through seven rounders. Some interesting names there. Uh so we'll cause we're gonna go through these quick. We'll start with 2010, but we'll flash back to when Dave and I were sixteen years old, or Dave, we were seventeen <laughs> at that point. Uh Dave's a little bit a little bit grayer than I am. It's okay. Uh so, a little
1: more wiser as the way.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so in 2010, the first two picks were McCordy and Gronkowski, pretty good yep. players. Um, from what I know, I've only followed the team <laughs> for a little while. They're pretty good. Uh, then you have Jermaine Cunningham and Brandon Spikes. Yep. Uh, Brandon Spikes was a decent player for a while. Uh, he did have that issue where it was a, was it a traffic accident? What was his deal?
2: Like hit a deer, yeah. hit run, something, something like weird. that. It was a, yeah, I think it was something a hit and run. Weird. I think
0: you're right. Yeah. Something yeah. strange like that. Cause he didn't go to Buffalo and then come back.
2: Yes, yeah. and then he was like right. immediately gone again. Yeah.
0: Uh, everybody's, favorites, uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite thing to hit Belichick with, wide receivers, uh, yep. Taylor Price. That Not great. Five <laughs> catches for 80 yards with the Patriots. Not good. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was a fourth rounder that year. Yep. Uh, fun fact about Aaron Hernandez, he's the youngest Patriot to ever score a touchdown in a game. At wow. 21 years, one day old.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, he was very young when he was drafted.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh Zoltan yeah. Mesco, poor one out for yeah. Zoltan. The punter in the fifth round. Ted Larson, Thomas Welch, Brandon Diedrich. Cade Weston doesn't even have a pro football reference page. Nope. Uh, and Zach Robinson, that seventh round quarterback out of Oklahoma State. Yeah.
2: I don't know if he even lasted to the season.
0: Probably not. He does have a page, so he probably got picked up by somebody, but uh Cade Weston. he's also
2: a coach now. I think he's with like the the rams or something now yeah he's a coach oh good yeah. for, him.
0: for a second i thought we were talking about the other zach with a c the coach of the Bengals. forgive me
2: no i think uh mcveigh like mcveigh likes Zachs with a c he doesn't he does. like those What is that dude's last name why can ratings. i not remember it uh zach taylor
0: taylor thank you zach yeah. taylor yes uh jack
2: robinson also worked for pff for a year well there you go yeah he did uh
0: 2011 nate Solder was the first round pick that year Good.
2: Oh, also, just in 2010, mm. Jermaine Cunningham over Carlos Dunlap. That was the, yeah. the big mystery at the time. Carlos Dunlap was falling, and then they wound up pl- picking a Florida defensive end, and it wasn't Carlos Dunlap.
0: That is certainly painful. <laughs> it was perplexing. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we did this in trivia one time. Uh, Doug, do you know who the the pick that the Patriots got for Jamie Collins? They never they never used it. Do you know who ended up getting picked with that pick?
2: Uh, what year would that have been? That would have been 2017
0: around there. Yeah.
2: It was a third round pick. No, I probably like knew this at some point, but what is it?
0: I believe it was Kenny Galladay.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. We'll get to Jamie Collins in just a second. Um, (laughs) so we have Nate Solder. Great pick. Then we have Razi Dowling, probably the biggest bust of the past 10 years in the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, from Virginia, Dave, you would have probably known that off the top of your head. Uh, Shane Vereen was a second-rounder, Stephen uh, Ridley, third-rounder. Good picks.
2: Good picks. Doubled there up else. there, yeah.
0: It's true. Shane Vereen, a, uh, a true tr- – uh, he, he crawled so James White could walk, really. Uh, he wasn't – I remember James White getting scratched for the Seattle Super Bowl, healthy scratch, because yeah. yeah. Shane – that was who he was. Shane Vereen was what – I mean, James White was what Shane Vereen was. I mean –
2: exactly. Yeah. He was that was a good pick. Went to the Giants. Didn't
0: really do much. Yeah, yeah. He cashed in though. Good for him. Yep. Uh, Dave's favorite Patriots quarterback Ryan Mallett was a third rounder that year. That was that was rough. Uh, Ryan Mallett's numbers with the Pats: eighteen hundred and thirty five yards, nine touchdowns, ten picks. These might be. I think these are just Patriots numbers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or no, these are probably career numbers. Be
2: career, yeah. Yeah, these have
0: to be career numbers because those are those. There's no way he played that much for the Patriots. Now. Those must be Ravens or Texans games. Right. Uh, Marcus Cannon was a fifth rounder that year.
2: Yeah. Pretty good pick. Good pick.
0: Uh, Lee Smith, the tight end, who I don't think uh, really played here at all. I fifth. don't
2: think he made the team. Yeah. I think that he was like Ted Larson where mm. didn't make the team and then went on to have super long careers elsewhere.
0: And then Markel Carter and Malcolm Williams. I don't know who <laughs> either of those people are. No. No. Unmemorable.
2: Dave- Mar- Dave- <laughs> uh, Malcolm Williams was a guy who, like, did not play defense at TCU. And the Patriots drafted him anyway, and he didn't even wind up being a special teamer
1: here.
0: Dave, any any thoughts on Mark El Carter or Malcolm Williams?
1: Mark L. Carter, I think, was the edge rusher they took. He was the only one there. I think he's from like central Arkansas.
0: Yeah. That, that is very correct. Dave. <laughs> very correct. Um number number one pick in twenty twelve was Chandler Jones. Yep. Pretty pretty good. And then four picks later was Donta Hightower. Even yeah. better. Yeah, I would yeah. say those are two pretty good yeah. picks. <laughs> About 120 sacks combined in their careers. Most of those are obviously Chandler Jones, but yeah. uh, Tavon Wilson, Jake Beckett, Nate Ebner, Alfonso Dennard, and yeah. Jeremy yeah. Ebert were the only other picks in that draft. Nate Ebner was yeah. a great special teamer. Dennard was pretty
2: good for like one or two years.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tavon okay, Wilson. Pick. Wilson was one of the many uh, Detroit Lions yeah. guys, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Dave, you're you're a you're a big uh, Jake Paquette guy, right?
1: I I honestly thought he was going to be pretty good, uh, and then they moved him to tight end too. Right. He was just it was just a very weird career for him.
2: I think he joined the Marines too now.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty wild. It it was weird because when he got picked, I remember everyone talking about how like. He was, he was like pro-ready. Like he was gonna be the steal of the draft in the third round and he was the least pro-ready out of all of them.
0: Where'd yeah, you go, Dave? he like just never played. where do <laughs> you go? Yeah, yeah,
1: he just, they never, he never won any spots.
0: Dave, where do you go? Arkansas. Damn, you know everything. Uh, 2013, no first round pick that year. Uh, Jamie Collins. Well,
1: they,
2: they had one. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings traded right. it to pick Cordero Patterson. That's right. The Patriots wound up getting like Jamie Collins, Logan Ryan... LeGarrette Blunt and someone else out of all the picks, it it's was wild. like just a completely insane draft trade steal for the Patriots. It's
0: great, yeah, incredible haul. Like you said, they they traded that first round and moved back. They got Jamie Collins, who was very, very good for them. So good, they changed one of the rules in the NFL because of him. Uh, and then, of course, Aaron Dobson, one of Dropson. the great, one of the great what ifs.
2: Yep,
0: Dobson. <laughs> I forgot about that nickname. I remember I wanted him to succeed so badly. I liked yeah, it.
2: Him. Aaron Dobson and Kimbrell Dropkins.
0: Cambrel mm, was... Tompkins, who was uh currently, I believe, was arrested on a identity fraud charge. Yeah. Uh always remember him for that catch against the uh the Saints though. Great play. It,
1: it was it was weird though too, because Dobson had a really good rookie year. Yeah. He, Both like, those guys did of the, Yeah, he had one of the most successful rookie years for any Patriots wideout, which I mean, obviously doesn't say that much. But yeah. he he had like a few catches where he broke free, and like the physical skills were there. But he just for whatever reason, it never clicked. Never clicked after that. Now
0: you know who no. it did. You know who it did click for though? Josh Boyce. <laughs> Nine <laughs> catches, 121 uh, yards. Uh,
2: it's pretty wild to take two wide receivers that high and not hit on either one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to do. No, <laughs> it's
0: brutal. Uh, I forgot to mention Jeron Harmon, because he also got picked that year in the third round. Yep. They picked Ryan They're... Ryan and Harmon eight picks apart.
1: I still remember too when they took Harmon. There was no footage or anything of him because oh. he like wasn't on draft boards.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Belichick. Um, and then in the seventh round they took Michael Buchanan and Steve Boharnais. I remember the name Steve Boharnais. He must have been like a special teamer or something.
2: It's a Rutgers guy. Barely played. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, uh we're we're about to get into an eclectic twenty fourteen. Uh the first round pick that year, Dominique Easley. Yeah. Believe there were injury problems with him from the start. Everybody knew it. And Both
2: knees. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not great. Both knees being an issue for a defensive tackle, probably not a good idea.
2: No, hmm. I know. That was that was another one where it was like they thought they'd be getting a top ten pick at twenty nine overall or whatever it was, and then yeah just didn't didn't work out oh, oddly donny Keasley convert over to like outside linebacker for the rams later in his career
0: uh no th- this is one of those many years where i really wanted the patriots to take a quarterback i.e teddy bridgewater um <laughs> i liked him uh it's yeah. unfortunate that he had that s- very severe injury and really has never been the same since yeah derrick carr was taken i think five or six picks later as well yeah uh not i mean not a great i mean they could have i guess they could have taken bradley Roby. And that might have been a good player to get. Jimmy Ward wasn't bad. Um, yeah, not great. Although Kyle Van Noy was taken in uh, eleven picks later, ended up here anyway.
1: No, oh, interesting.
0: Um, Garoppolo was that year in the second round. Yep. I think we think we know about him. He's a familiar <laughs> face. Uh, Brian Stork, James White, and Cameron Fleming all fourth rounders that year.
2: Brian Stork was very uh, anti-media when he was in New England. Really gave some of the worst quotes ever i i once asked him i think it was 12 questions in 55 seconds or something like that and it was like very clear that he was like just going to give one word answers to everything and it was after the game that he played left tackle like there was some reason that he had to play Uh left or right tackle or something like that and he had played tight end in high school so like i was running out of things to even ask him (laughs) so i was asking about playing tackle all this stuff I was like, you. You played tight end in high school. Do you ever miss that? And his answer was a couple times. <laughs> I, I just like thinking about these, like these two times that Brian Stork <laughs> missed playing tight end. He was like, yeah, on uh, April thirteenth, twenty twelve. I really missed playing tight end. And, yeah, no, he was, oh uh, man, aggressively bad with the media. He
0: was he was fine that year. They, yeah. I think it was the year they beat the Seahawks. He was like, uh, that was the year with uh, DeGuglielmo and. Yep. He was fine. I mean, he he was serviceable, but uh, it really didn't really work out from there. Concussion
2: With, issues, yeah. and he was a he was a Jimmy guy, whereas David Andrews was a Brady guy.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, right there, he you're had, you're in out of town. 2014,
2: you didn't want to be a Jimmy guy. You wanted to be a Brady guy.
0: You're out of town, baby. Was, you're not yeah. sticking around for that. I mean, yeah. James James White, we really don't have to even talk about. I mean, everybody knows that James White is one of the steals of the past ten years for the Patriots. Guy's been unbelievable. Um, Cameron Fleming is an interesting guy. Kind of depth yeah. for a while. Stuck around for a while. Yeah? Yeah, long time. Uh, what, whoever, Whatever a John Halapio is, he was an he, offensive lineman. He was really like out of the NFL
2: and played in like an arena league or something for a few years. Now he's back with the Giants or something. Hey. Weird career for Jalapio. Halapio.
0: Hey, Joe Judge loves his Joe Hal- John Halapio. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Zach Moore, J- Jimmy Thomas, and Jeremy Gallen were also picked that year. Yep.
1: Jeremy Tiny Gallen.
0: Yeah, I don't.
2: He was very. He was like five seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, and Zach Moore was from like Concordia. He was like a yep. Division three player. Yep.
0: Just nice guy. Bellatrix trying to hit on these random guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Zach
1: Zach Moore actually made it too. He played in Arizona for a little while. I think. Yeah. I think he bounced around.
0: Uh, I remember where I was when the Patriots made this pick. Uh, Malcolm Brown in 2015. Uh, out of Texas, the defensive tackle didn't really last here too long. Uh, pl- players picked after him. It's not really that great of a crew, anyway. I mean, Landon Collins was taken next. That that might have been a misfire because <laughs> um, he's a pretty good yeah. player. Uh, it's pretty slim pickings after that. I did. I was one of those people who loved uh, Devin Funchess. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. I did. Uh, Jalen Collins is a good player. Chiquisky Tart. Like there are some good players, but no one who stands out to you. Like you know, passing on uh, DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Right.
2: No, Malcolm Brown was like a. I mean, he won what three, two or three Super Bowls for the Patriots as a starter. So, think not so. bad. Two, two two Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it's yeah. I think so. Um, Twenty sixteen and eighteen.
2: Yeah.
0: I think so. Yeah, Jordan Richards. Not good. No, not a bad. It's a bad one. <laughs> no, out there. that one's bad. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm looking at the obviously looking at the Pro Football Reference. So when I hear Dave's visceral reaction to that, it's pretty good. Uh, speaking of, whew, not good. Geno Grissom.
2: Belichick was really excited about that pick, too. He was, like, jazzed up on, on draft night, but um should have been more excited about the next pick.
0: Yes, uh, that'd be Trey Flowers, the fourth-rounder um, who racked who has had 30 sacks in his NFL career now and was indispensable for the Patriots for a while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I believe, I figured who it was, I think it was, like, either Kuyper or McShape, both of them, I think, had pointed out how NFL ready he was and how he's going to dominate. And it was like a very, very late time to pick him because he was a fourth rounder. They thought, yeah. he, they thought he could have gone way higher.
2: And then he basically right shorted his first season and then really broke out in what was that, 2016. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. In his second year, I think he got hurt a few games in and they had to, they had to can, like, shelved him for the season. Right. Too. So I think he only was... ended up playing like two out of the four years. Yeah.
0: You guys are doing me a great favor by killing time because I was looking for, uh, for uh, a piece of trivia that I'll, I'll address it when we get to the next player. Um, Trey Jackson and Shaq Mason taken uh, in the fourth round. Also, a tale of two successes, or two different levels of success.
2: I was just going to say that it's interesting that they doubled up in four straight picks and that it was the second pick on each one of them that hit instead mm. of the first pick.
0: It's true. true. It's, it's, I yeah, mean, yeah. depending on how you evaluate Geno Grissom and Trey Jackson. I mean, I think they're studs. Um <laughs> Now, Shaq Mason, Dave, I'll let you opine on Shaq Mason for a moment. I know you're like his biggest fan.
1: I, I love Shaq Mason, but, I mean, the question with him was always, like, Jackson was looked at as more of the pro-ready guy coming out of Florida State. And right, Mason yeah. was the guy that was super raw because they never passed. He did triple option. And, <laughs> right. made, yeah, Mason ended up being, like, the guy that picked up pass blocking really, really fast. And Jackson yeah. was not really very versatile at all. Like, he could really only play one guard spot.
2: It's, it's weird when they go – Sometimes the Patriots go rogue and draft these like really unathletic offensive linemen and it never really seems to go that well for them. And that was the case with Trey Jackson. He was like an awful athlete at the combine. Shaq Mason was a great athlete at his pro day and Shaq Mason wound up being good. So I don't know like what the type is when they draft those unathletic guys, but it never really seems to go that well for them.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it was bizarre because Jackson was, like you said, was awful on his uh, on his combine numbers. Yeah, and really bad. He had knee issues. I think he had, like, tendinitis in his knee or he had something going on with his knee. And he wasn't, like, his athleticism was really a question for, like, pulling, which is 9% of the offense
2: regardless. Right, exactly, yeah. That's what they asked him to do, so
0: yeah. Uh, What else we got here on the 2015 So We got Joe Cardona, great long snapper, fantastic.
1: Legend. Legend. Everyone, everyone mocked that because he went to Navy and
0: they needed a lockstep. Hey, he's been he's been a fixture for them. Three-time Super Bowl champion, I think. Two mm, times. Two time. Two time. Oh, sorry, yeah. 2015, so two times. Yeah. Still invaluable. Not uh, bad. <laughs> Matthew Wells and everybody's favorite Patriots tight end, AJ Derby.
2: <laughs> Matthew Wells legally blind in one eye.
0: That's yeah. wow, really.
2: And then they and then they traded him like. Five weeks later, so I'm actually like curious to know if they like they must have known that, right? They must have known he was blind in one eye.
0: I feel like they had to. I feel like it,
2: it is also kind of weird that they like then they traded him five weeks later. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it is fascinating. I'm oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say like the crazy thing about Derby, especially not like Wells. I think was was interesting because he was a coverage guy. He was looked yeah. at as like really athletic, but derby like that they got anything of value for him was just kind of really unique i mean he was a in college for a little bit yeah. and he ended up getting they got they got a late round pick for him when he really didn't do anything
2: no yeah that was a bad
1: trade by the broncos oh yeah yeah, they gave up an asset for literally nothing yeah,
0: yeah. uh and then daryl roberts and xavier dixon who uh yeah. yeah that's really all i got for that uh, Dixon,
2: another very bad athlete who did absolutely nothing <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's an alabama guy though so you yep. speaking of alabama guys cyrus jones yeah yeah that's really all we got for that one might as well they gave him chances he just uh failed in every time um better pick though would be joe tooney one of the best oh yeah incredible and they took two guys out of nc state within 13 picks of each other yeah fascinating obviously jacoby reset being the other he of the uh shut out to the bills and uh, getting into a fight with, I forget who on the sideline, but it was him and Malcolm Mitchell. And they got into like a fight before the (laughs) game with somebody. I forgot
2: about that. I just to like get into quarterbacks for a second here too. Mm. The Patriots like, like type at quarterback is so weird. When you look at what Brady was for so many years, like none of them have a very high completion percentage in college. None of them are known as being that accurate. Like none of them are overly mobile It's like their type over the last 10 years for quarterbacks has been like, eh, just kind of blah. Like, yeah, they're pretty good. Otherwise, like, I don't know. I don't know, like, what the, what it is with these quarterbacks that they say, that's our guy, Jacoby Brissett. Like, obviously he's gone on to have a pretty good NFL career. Yeah. So it was a decent pick. But when they took him, I was like, okay, weird, interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's been a serviceable backup. And he was fine in Indianapolis the year that he played, but – uh, yeah. I mean, he's been a, a decent quarterback. He was very helpful when Garoppolo was out and Brady was suspended, and they shut out Houston. And then they lost to Buffalo because they just right. couldn't score because his hand was shattered and or whatever it was. But uh, but yeah. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, friend of the podcast, except he's really not. Uh, but he's not listening, so who cares? Uh, Vincent Valentine.
1: Yeah. He, I don't know. That was a weird one because he was hurt like the whole time he was here, like with back knee. I mean, he was good. He was a decent player too, though. I feel like
2: out of where day another one who was projected as like a seventh rounder and they took him in the third. It was like a they went totally off the board with that. LA.
0: <laughs> they went rogue <laughs> in that situation. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe if you know they do that, you they, like it gets circulated on Twitter like every five hours is the whole if you could give one player a career <laughs> of full <laughs> health with a you know like, with no injuries and see what would happen. I think Malcolm Mitchell would be on my short list
2: for sure. He was a hit before he got hurt, but yeah. yeah. It, yeah. But
1: I, I feel like, wasn't, there, wasn't that the issue with him in college, why he slept? Like, people didn't know about his knees?
2: Yeah, I think he was another one with, like, both knees and Georgia, I think, or some NFL teams viewed him as a cornerback because hmm. they were concerned about his injuries, hmm. which I don't know, yeah. like, why that would make it better for him to play cornerback on bad knees rather than wide receiver, maybe, like, a little bit less cutting. But... Yeah. I know that when he was coming out of Georgia, some teams viewed him as a cornerback, weirdly enough. That's, nope.
1: that's strange because he was super productive at Georgia.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's not. A hot- they were just so yeah. concerned about the injuries.
0: Makes sense. I mean, it's not a hot take to say they don't beat the Falcons without him.
1: Right,
0: yeah. He had that sure. great sliding first down catch. Uh, Six-rounders. We have Kamu Grish... Uh, Grugier Hill, I don't know, I'm definitely not pronouncing that correctly. Elandon <laughs> Roberts and Ted Karras, the latter two have actually developed into pretty decent NFL players. I'm not sure what's come of Grugier Hill.
2: He's been pretty good. Yeah. He got signed by someone this offseason. He's been like a coverage slash special teams linebacker. He's
1: pretty athletic for for a linebacker. He's bounced yeah. around, though. He's with, he was with Philly. I forget where he is now, but he definitely yeah. signed with someone. I know, like you said.
0: And then don't forget seventh round wonder out of Arizona State, Devin Lucian.
2: I was always ready for that breakout,
1: and just never, never came.
0: That's is, uh, I, that's for sure.
1: He looks pretty. He looks pretty good in practice. Some of the like a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, but I don't know.
0: I can get the whole 2017 draft in one breath: Derek Rivers, Antonio Garcia, Dietrich Wise Jr., and Connor McDermott.
1: Wise well, worked out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise...
1: and, McDerm- and McDermott got cut. In-
0: by bills. Yeah. I remember Derek Rivers. Did he get he got hurt before he even played his first game? Is that right? Or did he get yes, he
2: tore his ACL? Yeah, that's right, uh, towards ACL. Um joint practice with like the Saints or Texans or something. Mm. But then that was also the year that they traded for Cooks. Right. Um they moved back eight spots for Ely. I was gonna they say traded, the Coney
0: Ely trade, and then they cut him.
2: Right. <laughs> or traded, traded him. Dwayne Allen yeah. that offseason too. Oh, that
0: was a weird yeah. year. That was a weird, weird season. Uh but Garcia, I feel like he had health issues, didn't he?
2: He had, I think, it was like blood clots or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was one of those guys you really just never get a chance to see. No. Uh, the 2018 draft, the for some reason, much maligned 2018 draft. <laughs> Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle in the first round. I am a Sony Michelle truther. I think that this dude mm-hmm. has never gotten an easy break from fans. Um I think he's – I mean, remember, he was very good in that postseason uh, when they beat the Rams. He was. And he's had injury problems, but I know what you want him to do. I mean, he has injury problems, sure. Isaiah Wynn also has many injury problems. I thought they traded him, honestly. I forgot that he's still on the roster. (laughs) I thought – nothing against him. I'm just saying I forgot they didn't trade him
2: yet. I think, like, someone on the radio was speculating that they were going to trade him or something. Mm Mm-hmm a few months ago but yeah he's still there
0: here's a fun fact for you doug duke dawson picked 56th overall the patriots moved up to take him (laughs) do you know who the who they who were who was picked with the picks the patriots traded to move up for duke dawson
2: oh god who did they trade with at least give me that they
0: traded with the buccaneers
2: oh chris godwin right
0: nope they drafted carlton davis and jordan whitehead
2: oh wow
0: who are both better at what they do than Duke Dawson was.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Duke Dawson uh, was recruited to Florida with JC Jackson, who was signed in that same draft class. And yeah, JC Jackson's gone on to have a much better NFL career.
0: Yeah. Duke Dawson, did he ever, was he have injury problems? He just never got in the field. I feel like he just never played. Ever. He
2: did have injury problems in his rookie season. And then he was traded before his second season. So basically, just like never even played for the Patriots.
0: And I'm sure Belichick hated the fact that they took almost 100 picks off after this because they (laughs) traded up for Duke Dawson. Uh, Jawan Bentley, Christian Sam, Braxton Berrios, Danny Etling, Keon Cross, and Ryan Izzo. Whole lot of bad except for maybe Bentley. But
2: yeah, I mean, like if you're as far as like fifth to seventh round picks, I'd say that just the fact that like, Bentley, Berrios, Cross, and then Izzo are still in the NFL is like mm. good enough, I'd say.
0: <laughs> Danny Etlin. There was no
2: I better. He might still be in the NFL too, for all I know. Uh,
0: according to this, I don't think he's still in the league. Um, but yeah, he was he, he got traded or he released and signed by the Falcons and they tried to like convert him into a wide receiver. With and
2: Seahawks for a while. Might yeah. still yeah. No. Yeah.
0: That that was there was no other I mean you looked at that and you were because that was one of those years you thought they might take a quarterback and <laughs> they uh they did to to be fair. Uh 2019. Oh boy, strap in. Nikhil Harry. Doug, is there still hope for Nikhil Harry? Uh
2: I I would not say that. I was gonna I say personally. The initial response
0: hope. really says it all.
2: <laughs> I I like he's gotta be firmly number four on the depth chart at this point behind Aguilar Burn Bourne and Myers. Hmm. And like you probably want a better player in there as well so yeah i'd say that if he winds up breaking out
1: it would be a pretty major surprise
0: dave still hoping to kill harry uh
1: i don't know <laughs> i mean i i i think he could still break out, but it just won't be here i just yeah don't see i could him, him in here i i yeah. think i think it, both parties deserve to just go their separate ways we can get like a fourth or a fifth rounder i know it's like selling low on him but i just don't see any way his value improves the next year or two
0: uh, I, I don't
2: yeah. think they use him right, but I'm not sure if they used him correctly, if it would work. Like, it's just this, like, weird paradox with him. And, yeah, I don't know. It's tough.
0: How do we feel about on Williams?
2: It's another one where if he breaks out, it'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was talking to um, my fellow Nesson.com Patriots beat reporter, Zach Cox, today mm-hmm. about the cornerback position. And if Gilmore and Jackson are gone after next season, I was saying like, yeah, well, at least you still have Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones. And then you would basically just have to add like another starter. And I basically discounted the idea of Joe Juan Williams really even <laughs> being in that mix. I feel like if, if it was going to click for him, it would have happened last year. There was times when they needed another cornerback and it seemed like they were more willing to use Miles Bryant during those times than Joe Juan Williams, which was not a particularly good sign.
0: Uh, pretty solid third round for the most part. Chase Winovich, Damian Harris, and Yadnikajust, whose name I hear quite a bit, even though I don't think he's even played in the league, or really at all. Uh, but Winovich and Harris hits, for sure.
1: Good picks, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Winovich, Uh, uh, my girlfriend's a big fan of Winovich, loves the hair. Nice. Uh, I,
1: I actually have a question too, I just thought of. There's Doug, there's a lot of like people and I'm not sure how much I believe this, but there's a lot of people that think Belichick's kind of gone rogue and kind of like gone on his own last year in like the last five or so years, like kind of drafting on his own thoughts rather than scouts some of the time. And now supposedly like this year he's he's listening to people. Part one is do you believe that? But part two is do you think part of it is also he's trying to assemble like a line of people like ready to take command when he eventually steps down.
2: I think that he does go rogue. Like I, I that was a, a popular one with Jamie Collins is that like, he just decided to take Jamie Collins. Um, I think that probably happened with Nikhil Harry as well, where that was a guy that he really liked. Um, I definitely believe that. I don't really know where it's coming from that things are like different this year or whatever, They've yeah. Got a different power structure because Casario's gone. Now they've got Ziegler, Wolf, and uh, and Matt Groh in there, but I don't know how that would necessarily like shake things up. I don't know if Elliot Wolf is, I don't know, more persuasive than Nick Casario was or whatever it is. So I don't know. I I'd say that I'll see if that's the case. I will say that Belichick's been a little bit less active on like the pro day circuit this year than he has been in years past. So maybe he is leaning on ziegler and grow and wolf um and then i guess matt patricia as well more than he did in the past so i don't know we'll see but i don't know how we'd be able to tell if the picks this year are scout picks rather than belichick picks i guess like one way to tell is if they don't take some random seventh rounder in the third <laughs> round this year or something like well,
0: it's probably a good <laughs> a good indicator a good barometer yeah. uh so the rest of that draft was froholt stidham cowart bailey and webster uh the two names that stick like out yeah, for real. Um, I said Froholt because I didn't want to bother butchering his first name. Yelda. Uh, yeah, see, exactly. That wouldn't have been what I said. <laughs> so it's a good thing I skipped it. Uh, Stidham, I've given up on since they drafted him. I've never been a fan. I've never thought he offered very much. Um, Even last year when they like, – uh, there was, like – Cam was playing really poorly at times, and they bare – like they played Hoyer before they played Stidham sometimes. So, I mean, that just really tells me how much they value him um
2: i'm I'm on the fence on how they feel about stidham because like i sort of buy into the conspiracy theory that belichick didn't want to throw him out there to start with the weapons that they had last year but i also don't think that they're going to be willing to go into the season this year with him as like the only backup option i think that they need some sort of quarterback of the future so i don't know i feel like they still have like some sort of hope for him but we'll actually see if that comes to fruition,
0: and then the best best Patriots draft pick since Tom Brady, Jake Bailey. <laughs> yes,
2: uh,
0: for sure. And then twenty twenty, obviously tough to assess it uh, right now, but there are some good players that come out. Like they took Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche, who are obviously I think pretty good players. Um, Anthony Jennings and Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keen. Oh, I think it's safe to say that those last two didn't work out because they took the two highest tight ends off the market. <laughs> yeah, um, they paid
2: like a hundred million dollars for tight ends.
0: The Justin Warwasser pick aged about as well as warm milk. Yes. That took about a day. Um, we'll circle back to the best pick probably of, of the draft. Uh, Justin Herring, Cash Maluya, and Dustin Woodard. Certainly. Haram
2: was decent last year yeah. in spot spot duty. I think he's kind of a swing tackle of the future.
0: And then probably the steal with the 2020 draft was Michael Onwenu.
2: Yeah, he was fantastic. And he gives them the flexibility to play guard or tackle after this season, like you assume he's going to play left guard this season, but heading into next year, they can basically take a guard or a tackle and then move on Wenu wherever he has to play, which is nice for them.
0: So before we let you go, Doug, we'll do a quick first round mock draft here. We'll go to the old, uh, the old PFF machine. I'll share All my right. screen with you fellas so you guys can see what we're working with here. I mean, we are, we are the GMs here, folks. I mean, this is – we're the ones making the choices. <laughs> we'll do a no trade one. So, you know. You know, we're we're on the we're on the clock here. I'm sure. I'm not a big college football guy, but Dave, I've heard this Trevor Lawrence fella is a lock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably would go long snapper here, but I hear
1: Trevor yeah. Lawrence is probably the pick. So I'll we'll go with
0: Trevor. I Lawrence. don't even think you could filter long snapper up here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know if long snappers are even in there. Yeah, I don't think so. That's true.
0: But uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a lock for number one. Number two, I feel like Zach Wilson is. Uh, it's been Lawrence Wilson for what, like a month now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. All right, so the, the Niners. What, what do we realistically think they're going to do here?
2: I lean towards Mac Jones. If it's not Jones, then I think it would probably be Lance.
0: Let's go crazy. I think we, Dave, want to go Mac Jones? Let's go crazy here? Let, let's, do, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go crazy. <laughs>
1: let's, see how, let's see how far it
0: out fields. PFF in. is going <laughs> to fail us out of the draft immediately. Um, <laughs> do you think the Falcons prefer Fields or Trey Lance?
2: Um
1: fields
0: because was a better player pits. Ooh, wow Dave I said
1: yeah,
0: I, I, it's true I just
1: think because I think the one thing that sold me on it is to push Matt Ryan's money into next year he's gonna be like so expensive to, to move on from either this year or next Arthur Smith justify, also
2: likes Matt Ryan a lot
1: yeah and it's also hard to justify like spending a top five pick on a QB and then saying oh he's not gonna play for three years that's right. just to me yeah. it just doesn't seem realistic
0: so we want to give him Kyle Pitts. What do we think? Yeah, I'd say Pitts. All right. Uh, do we like Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell going fifth?
2: I think probably Sewell. They need mm-hmm. so much help on the offensive line. Give them that that big
1: 330-pounder.
0: Dave, I know you're a big Jamar Chase guy.
1: I am, but I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong. I think yeah. Cincinnati's sitting pretty. I, think I mean, you could put, put literally,
0: you could put anything on this list for needs for <laughs> right. Cincinnati. But I mean, I think for me, Panay Sol's got to be the pick just because look what happened to your prize possession last year. Like right. th- not protecting him is why he got hurt. Uh, dolphins. Uh, Chase, yeah. I think. I feel like it's gotta be Chase here. That's yeah. what an what an unbelievable embarrassment of Riches for the Dolphins. I
2: know, seriously.
0: Uh the Lions. For some reason I feel like Jalen Waddle screams Lions to me.
2: Or would they go quarterback?
0: That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um I mean, I don't know about you, but they have a quarterback of the future already in Jared Goff. <laughs> who's, uh,
2: who's the uh who's the backup that they signed? Tim Boyle? Oh dear uh, Lord. from the from the Packers.
0: I don't know. They don't still have David Blau, whatever his name was?
2: No, I think they, they brought in Boyle.
0: I remember I signed him to start one of my fantasy games one week, and I just – I had that feeling, like <laughs> like I swallowed a cigar or something. It was like the worst. I was like, I can't believe I'm starting this guy. And sure enough, he was terrible. Um, yeah. So what do we think here? They need – if you, you see the needs here, they need pretty much literally everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, they could take a quarterback. They could. Why not? They Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Kind of think the only thing I, that sucks is that if they do take one of these quarterbacks, the other one's going to go to Denver and the Patriots don't get him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll let you guys decide on that though.
0: Oh man, Dave,
1: I, I don't, I personally don't think that these they have so much money tied into golf now from trading them. I know a lot of the dead money is accelerated to the Rams, but yeah, uh, I I just think they they have so many other needs that to take a QB now would be kind of short sighted.
0: So, Jalen Waddle.
1: I I think it makes the most sense. Obviously, mm. we're not doing this, but it makes the most sense for them to trade
2: down since they do it's need yeah, probably agree. a defender more than a, another wide receiver. But yeah. they also don't have any wide receivers beyond Kenny Galladay. So mm. if you you know pair Kenny Galladay with... Or no, they don't have Galladay anymore. What am I talking no, yeah, about? They have true. no wide Those receivers. Giants. Yeah, so yeah, Jalen Waddell.
0: Uh That being said, if this is the scenario...
2: Or Devontae Smith.
0: If this is the scenario, the Lions should be getting thousands of phone calls. If, if Fields yeah. and Lance are still on the board at number seven... They should be they should be trading back. You're right. I mean, yeah. Uh but what do you think, Dave? I'll throw it to you.
1: Um, I, I think you take I personally like Waddell over okay. Smith. Oh,
0: well, there you go. Speaking of a team that could sneaky take a quarterback, the Panthers.
2: It's another one where I feel like they have to wait a year now. Like mm. I don't think you can trade a second round pick That's true. for Darnold and then turn around. So I think that they trade this pick. I think mm. they trade down either with the Patriots or uh, I don't know who else who's below the Patriots that need a quarterback like the Saints or whatever it is I think that they wind up trading this pick but if they stay put they do need they do have a lot of needs
0: yeah if they stay put I mean I feel like Devonta Smith is kind of a lock if they stay put um right like I said like I think you bring up a good point if they do take that year with Sam Darnold I feel like giving him Devonte Smith certainly couldn't hurt yeah uh what do you think Dave?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you could really justify them taking pretty much any position. Yeah, <laughs> Their roster yeah. is not great. No, it is not. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I, I would probably, I would assume they would trade down. But in a no trade scenario, I I would take probably Devontae Smith. All
0: right. Uh, I feel like Trey Lance has Broncos written all over him. I feel like Elway loves a quarterback like Trey Lance.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I think it – yeah.
0: And by he that I mean a, And by that I mean a promising prospect he can ruin. <laughs>
1: this the one the one thing about this draft is it's kind of interesting how many spots that QB is like not really an option like when you think about it realistically which doesn't right. always mean that that's gonna happen but like Carolina just traded a psycho for Donald the Lions really just have so many other needs the yeah. Bengals don't need one like no. the Dolphins aren't gonna take one with Tua it's just like there's a lot of you could see where there's a scenario we QB's fall if teams don't meet the asking price. For
0: sure. All right. Trey Lance to the Broncos.
1: Trey
2: Lance is taller. So it goes in that situation. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys would take Sertan here.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, he's sense.
0: probably the best defensive player on the board.
2: I'm surprised how high Barmore is on this list.
0: Yeah, he was. High. Dave, we did this like a last week or the week before. He was not this high.
1: I, I forget who it was. Someone had said that a lot of teams like Barmore. I don't know if that was, like, he dominated in the playoffs. I don't know if that yeah. had anything to do with it. But
2: Late bloomer.
0: All right, the yeah. Giants. I feel like the Giants would take Rashawn Slater here. That's just yeah. my idea. Or, need
2: a tackle. Yeah. He could play tackle or guard, so that helps, too.
0: They need they need the one,
1: that. The one thing I saw today on Twitter, I'm sure you guys saw it, too, but Dave Gettleman has never traded down at any point in any draft. As a GM,
2: <laughs>
0: that's yeah. just so absurd, that's so ridiculous. That is insane. I mean, yeah, that is. I mean, I I am probably the, like, how big of a fan I am of Sony Michelle. I'm the opposite for Daniel Jones. I think he is like, <laughs> it, the fact that this this is his last shot. There is no possible way you can justify having him as your quarterback next year if he sucks again, because they've they've made everything around him much better. Do you
2: know what's kind of fun? At last year's Super Bowl, so the Super Bowl that was in Miami. Mm-hmm. I was saying that the Giants should be in on Tom Brady. <laughs> like like out of all the up. teams that like that needed a quarterback and where Brady would want to play and all those things. I was like, why not the Giants? And everyone was like thinking it was absurd or something because they had Daniel Jones, but I think last year kind of proved that it probably would have been a pretty good idea to to sign Tom Brady if they could. Obviously the offensive line was a mess all those things, but like you can fix a team pretty easily in the NFL these days.
0: For sure uh the eagles are up they need a quarterback a wide receiver a linebacker a cornerback pretty much every major position yeah um
1: i i feel like this is the worst case scenario for the eagles like they don't really get yeah. any of the guys they probably wanted
0: yeah right i mean they they could i mean i know doug you said you no know, you feel like like parsons will fall further than where you would go but at this point what do you you take jc horn
2: maybe maybe who's like a little further down
0: we have uh owusu uh, koromoa Newsom, vera tucker far i mean mean, farley is
2: farley's a guy like farley's been falling oh could be could be quiddy pay he's i love Pay. he's gonna be the first edge defender taken he might wind up being the first defender taken so quiddy pay could be a pick here but i don't know how much they need a defensive end um and maybe he winds up going the vikings but yeah Mm. jc horn could be parsons
0: I feel like I mean, I know I know Dave, as you know from doing these PFF mock drafts together, they hate when you take JC Horn this high, but I feel like we have to. Um Yeah, I,
1: I mean Horn is the Horn to me is probably the most likely pick if they're taking a corner.
0: Uh Doug, yeah. I covered Kudie Pay in high school. He went to, oh, yeah. he went to high he school. He's a Rhode Island guy, yeah, right? Down here in Rhode Island. I have never covered a more dominant player. When I was a sports writer <laughs> for a few years, I he was the most dominant offensive and defensive player every time he stepped on the field. It was yeah, incredible. i not surprised. It was incredible. Um, all right, so the Chargers are up. They need a tackle, a guard, a cornerback. I feel like maybe Darasaw could go here. Yeah. Or Darasaw oh. or Newsom. I mean, Newsom might be a little bit of a reach, but Darasaw. I, I think
1: you I think you got to get the tackle to protect Herbert. You finally yeah. got a QB.
2: Right. right. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: All right. Christian Darasaw it is. All right, the Vikings are in an interesting situation. Uh, I think, Dave, every time we've done a mock draft, we've sent Morig to the Titans. Uh, but I feel like Morig or Quidipe would be a good pick here. I
1: think Quidipe probably here.
0: That'd be great. I'd love to see him in that Viking purple. He looks sick.
1: More importantly, this, this draft would be amazing because Justin Fields is still on the board.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. we don't really need to discuss who the Patriots are taking here. I mean, they're obviously going to take – if they if the NFL allows Justin Fields to fall to the Patriots, I mean, good luck to the rest of everybody else. But th- this isn't even a, a judgment call. I mean, come on. I
2: will say that – like, yeah, take Justin Fields. If he's there, absolutely take him. The realistic picks for the Patriots at 15 yeah. will be Elijah Berry Tucker and Jalen Phillips. Those would yeah. be the two guys that I think – are the most realistic picks at fifteen
0: for them? That's probably true. I mean, this is this is a uh, no trade scenario, so right. it might work out for them. But uh, I think either of those picks would be good. I do like yeah, Jalen Phillips down here, and then you've got Veretout.
2: Veretout is like kind of similar to Win, where you can play guard mm-hmm. or tackle. A little bit undersized, but I think to like him. I
0: feel like Bar, I feel like Barmore to the Cardinals is the pick here. Yeah, I think we've done actually, that a few
1: times. That just that just my memory. Doug, what do you think the odds are that they pick up the fifth-year option on Wynn?
2: I think it's relatively high. I know it's kind of pricey, but I think that you at least have to give him a shot. Like, he's been good. It's not yeah, like, like he's th- been a bad player. He's just been injury-prone. So I think you pick it up for Wynn. You don't pick it up um, for Michelle because that's a little bit too pricey. But I don't know. I just don't think you can let a tackle go and like and then suddenly need two tackles heading into next season, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what—that's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, I mean, he's been really, really good when he's on the field. He just is always hurt.
2: Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, need how many to, uh, he missed last year, like four or man. something.
1: I think he missed four, and then obviously he had the Achilles the year before.
2: Right. Oh, he missed—he missed—missed six games last year. Eight. He's only played eighteen games out of a possible forty-eight.
1: And it, wow. you can like see the natural ability when he's on the field. Like, he, oh yeah, he's, he's like, good. Guys, that guys can't see like. He he covers like stunts without even like knowing what's happening. It's just
0: natural. <laughs> right. Uh so the Raiders need pretty much like uh, everything that you need important in the secondary or on the offensive line. Um, they could take Veritucker. They could take Morrig. They could take Newsom. Say
2: this is probably Veritucker.
0: Mm.
1: They um, they completely trashed their whole offensive line. Yeah. This year right. So I would take a
0: lineman. Yeah. yeah. The Dolphins are back on the clock. <laughs> I feel like like, they take a
1: chance
2: on Parsons. Uh, They lost Van Noy. Um, I don't know if they want Elaine and Roberts starting. I don't know who else they have there. But, yeah, that might be where Parsons comes off.
0: That would be some dumb luck getting uh, Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons in the same first round. Damn. I think I'll take a chance on it, Dave.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Parsons at 18, I think the talent is pretty – pretty valuable, especially with a team that has multiple first-round picks. I think you right. minimize the risk there. For
0: sure. Washington, they need a wide receiver, a linebacker. I feel like Bateman or Owusu would be good here. Maybe fall a little bit more down the board for Elijah Moore. Not sure what you guys are thinking.
2: Um, yeah. I feel like Bateman's high on this list at 17. Mm.
1: I feel like I feel Elijah Moore's kind of high, too. I feel like, from what I've read about Bateman... And more, they're like late first, early second kind
2: of guys. Mm. Right, who's down a little bit further on this? Oh, uh,
0: Terrace Marshall, I've seen going higher.
2: Yeah, who's like a little bit lower?
0: Rondale Moore,
2: <laughs> Lari's interesting, but they don't. They might not need an edge. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe Bateman.
0: What do you think, Dave? Bateman,
2: yeah, I mean, I think maybe maybe so. Usu Yeah, I was gonna
0: say. I, I feel like I think they might go linebacker yeah, yeah. here.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good player, though. Sure. I think yeah. 19 makes sense. The
0: Bears need everything. What do they want?
1: Um, I mean, they want a QB, but there's none left.
0: No, and they I don't think they're going to be able to trade up for anywhere near what they want. So Maybe Newsom or maybe Farley
2: here. I know he's got the injury issues, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... Farley? I wouldn't mind Farley here. I think they could... I know, I know a lot of people are lower on him because of the injuries, but I think taking him here is perfectly appropriate. Dave?
1: Yeah. Finally, I
0: like a lot. All right, to the Bears he goes. Indianapolis. I
2: think this is Phillips at this point. Maybe mm-hmm.
0: they do need an edge defender. Yeah, that would be smart. I mean, it is the it is the Colts? So I mean, they they do draft relatively well. They <laughs> Draft well, yeah. Um. So yeah, Phillips thing- is good for me.
1: Yeah, Phillips is good. But one thing I was curious too about is it seems like a lot of people are starting to pick up steam with Terrace Marshall. It seems like he's mm-hmm. kind of rocketing up the boards with his speed and everything. So yeah. I'm curious to see where he goes. Could
0: uh, be the
2: Titans. They need a wide receiver after
0: losing
1: could, Corey
2: Davis.
0: Could be the Titans. Yeah. And he's it could be the tight. could be him, could be more. could be Bateman. What do we what do we want here? What
2: did they lose. They lost like a big possession receiver. Mm. Kind of, that's like kind of Bateman. But they it do, could also be yeah. Marshall. Marshall's Marshall's a big receiver i go with either one here.
0: I think I like Marshall. Dave? I like Marshall. All right. Line them up opposite A.J. Brown. Watch him go. Uh, the Jets are back on the clock.
1: Is this
2: – what? who's the best offensive lineman available at this point? Walker Little. Walker Little, and then who's below him? Tevin
0: Jenkins, Dylan Raddins.
2: Tevin Jenkins is going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah. I would probably go Jenkins or Odrulari here.
0: Dave, I'll go with Tevin Jenkins. What about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, Jenkins sounds
0: good. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh's on the clock. They need a quarterback. They will not get one. Um, They also need offensive line help. They could go Walker Little here. They could uh, do a Steelers thing and just pick a defensive player.
1: Yeah. The one thing you know about them is you trust them to find a receiver in, like, the fourth round. Yeah. (laughs) They they,
0: they don't have to worry about it in the first round.
2: You know they don't need that, yeah.
0: No. Um...
2: (laughs) safety is kind of interesting here. Maybe zaven Collins. I don't know where he is on this list.
0: He is right there. 36th.
2: He's kind of a Steelers type linebacker, but I don't know if they really need that much linebacker help. Um,
1: mm. Yeah. I feel like they might. Oh, I, I don't know. What about Najee Harris? He is. Oh, that is a that is Steelers guy.
0: Oh, where's wow, Harris?
1: Right down there. I he
0: can't, can't be this slow. No, I, I probably went past him.
1: We must have missed him.
0: He can't be that low. Uh, okay. I don't think he's. Oh, I can just look him up. Also, yeah, I just look up by running back. Sixty
2: fifth. Oh, wow. He's
0: way down there. Below Devont, uh, Javonta Williams, he's right in line with Travis Etienne. I kind
2: of think that's who they wind up taking, but we could take someone higher. He's such. He's such a Steelers pick, though. He's,
0: oh, yeah. definitely. He
1: runs and everything. He's such a
0: Steelers guy. Um. Yeah, I know, Dave. Dave, I'll toss it to you, Dave. What do you think?
1: I think we go Harris. I think he's. The prototypical you think they're gonna take him
0: in the first round? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, they're gonna. PFF's gonna hate it, Dave, but we'll do it. <laughs> um, they already.
1: They already hate us though. Fields went
0: fifteenth. <laughs> For me, I feel like this is either Morrig or Walker Little, because they do need a safety. Yeah.
2: Who are the Who are the Jaguars' wide receivers? Uh.
0: They've got. Look, they have uh, Chenal. Shark. Chennault Shark. Um. um is. No, Keelan Cole left, right? No, well, they
2: got they got Marvin Jones and Chenault. So, yeah, they're final away. Oh, that's
0: right. They have Marvin Jones. I forgot he yeah. signed there.
2: Yeah. That Who's... was such a good value signing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. probably Morrig here for them.
0: I love Marvin Jones. Marvin yeah, Jones has n- never fumbled in his career.
2: I was at that 2012 Senior Bowl, and he was nasty there.
0: Where's he from again? What school?
2: Cal. Cal.
0: Yeah, right. The Golden Bears. Uh, So, we want to go Morrig here?
2: He, he was on the same team as Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen's like – half brother was their quarterback so oh. marvin jones basically like never got targeted hmm. <laughs>
1: that's wrong keenan allen was such a steal like yeah. i don't know how he slept second so round
2: well uh, marvin jones was too marvin jones was a fifth round pick
1: yeah and i i believe weren't the patriots interested in him the first time he was free agent and he just got yes. too expensive yep yeah.
0: i do i do love marvin jones yeah. um browns
1: browns
0: maybe jason oa here
1: uh Ojalari? Uh, Ojulari. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say Ojalari.
1: I love Ojalari. Yeah. All right, well,
0: now he's a Brown lining up with uh Miles Garrett. The Ravens. Maybe Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore.
2: I would go with Tony, Kadarius Tony here.
0: Uh where I see? know he's got
2: the off field issue. There he is. But yeah. that guy's
1: electric. It's not
0: too much they, of a reach.
1: They need some playmakers so bad. Yeah.
0: All right, let's do it. Uh the Saints also need a wide receiver, coincidentally.
1: I feel like Bateman
2: feels like a feels like a saint. Yeah.
0: All right, that's All right. fine by me. Uh, speaking of needs a wide receiver, the Packers also apparently need a wide receiver. They also need a cornerback. They could take Newsom.
2: I know Moore is. Moore seems high on there, but I also feel like they they could use that like that next Randall Cobb
1: in their
0: offense. Mm. What and say the, you, Dave?
1: Do they do they take a receiver to kind of? appease Aaron Rodgers after last year I
2: think they should yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Like that
0: them off last year. Uh, that's true uh so Elijah Moore is the one we're going with
2: I think so yeah all
0: right out of Ole Miss the Bills yeah. they need a cornerback they need a edge defender and they need a defensive interior so I mean you got Newsom away Samuel, yes, Samuel. Sounds
1: really good.
0: that'd be a killer I'd
2: go Newsom or Samuel here I think
0: That'd be such a killer, Samuel going to the Bills. Uh, I mean, is
2: higher, so we could go with Newsom. Yeah. yeah.
0: Chiefs. Walker Little, maybe?
2: I I feel like Walker Little's really high on this yeah. list. Maybe I'm not looking at the right lists, but... Because, like, the, the list that I have has Walker Little as the 94th overall... Oof. Like, ranked 94th.
1: The um, does have a kind of different grading system. They grade them based on... Not necessarily like the overall right players.
2: Who's the who are the best guards available? I'm just curious.
0: Let's give it a look see. Best guards. Why is it? Iowa. It's under IOL. IOL. Oh, IOL. Thanks. Uh we got Landon Dickerson. You got Quinn uh you got Wyatt Davis. Kendrick. Wyatt Quinn. Davis
1: looks like the best actual true guard right
2: now. Yeah. Maybe go to tackle too for a second.
0: Sure. Raddins, Cosme.
2: See, I think Leatherwood is like widely viewed as the better tackle, but if we want to get a a better grade, then we could go with Walker Little. I don't, you Little know, I, you know, what?
0: I've I've spent too much time trying to get good grades from PFF. <laughs> I'd like to be a bad boy. We'll take Leatherwood, <laughs> and then finally, you have the uh, reigning champion Buccaneers. I feel like Tom Brady would love to play with the Sante Samuels kid, even though they don't need a cornerback. Um, it's true. The defensive, I mean, the all their needs are not. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Zavin Collins might be a good pick here. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Collins is Collins would be a good value, I think.
0: What do you think, Dave?
1: I like Collins, yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's Collins see what we on the board this late.
0: Let's, let's see what we that. get for our grade. Alright, so they love the first four picks. They love wow, Sewell. Uh Jamar Chase, they liked. Uh Jalen Model, they liked. Good A for Devonta Smith. A plus, A plus, A. That's a Dave, that's a really high grade for J C Horn. They usually hate when you take J C Horn. That
1: was that was like two weeks ago
0: though. We took J C Horn number ten, I think, after Sutan was already taken and they gave us like a D. They hated it. <laughs> uh Darisong, Quidi Pay. Obviously Justin Fields is an A plus wow. there. Barmore, B A plus, A A, B plus, B plus. I think we killed Best. Oh, they did no, not I like mean. Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, woof. <laughs> they did not but you know what? That's on brand. The Jets always make you know, always reach. So it's it's an on brand pick for them. I am genuinely surprised how high the Najee Harris pit, uh, grade yeah. is. They liked that. Uh, Moriego, Odrilari, Tony, Bateman. Yeah, they, I mean, the Collins I, pick. I, they think might I think we we did a great job with that. For I that. feel
2: like, yeah, I feel like we, we destroyed this. I feel
0: like we knocked it out of the... I feel like, I mean, who's probably the first GM fired this year? Because I feel like the three-man... T- I mean, well, thing think what happens with Easterby, I guess, but if they'll never fire him. Like who's the first GM out this year? We could probably take over as a team. Three, of we could get this stuff uh, down. I can tell
1: you
2: that Steve Keim is probably the worst GM. That is you know. Arizona, right? What was that Arizona? Yeah. Oh, He's Dave. Been, like, Dave
0: knows that I hate Steve Keim because I feel, I feel like he know. did he did Steve Wilkes so dirty in Arizona. Yeah, oh like, for sure. I I have, I have no attachment to the Cardinals, but I'll never forgive him for it because it's so stupid.
2: I did like <clears> a study on on the last 20 years of drafting and steve Kahn was one of the worst rated gms in the entire study that i did he's had like a few really big hits but otherwise like kyler was a pretty big hit but otherwise it's been pretty ugly as far as anything goes for that. and he's
1: had some off the field issues he got arrested for dui i think right which is yeah. pretty public
2: when i published that like Cardinals fans were all up in my mentions being like, yes, fire Steve Kahn. <laughs> it was like the opposite of what I would have expected. Like they were like thrilled that he was rated as one of the worst GMs.
0: Uh, people might not know this. You might be the first person to hear this stuff, but Steve kime is banned from this podcast. Not welcome. Wow. He's not welcome on the show. Right, Dave? Not welcome. Steve kime don't care. You're out of
2: here. Adam,
0: we are, a, we are a very pro-Steve Wilkes podcast. Very pro-Steve Wilkes. But we have kept Doug way too long. So, Doug, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Where can the people find you and your work?
2: Yeah, go to Nesson.com. Uh, we've got the Nesson Patriots podcast. We just did a seven-round Patriots Ooh. mock draft. So check that out. We did a different simulator for that. Um, and, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Doug Kide. I've been doing a ton of draft stuff so uh, check it
0: all out there perfect and uh, Dave where can we find you?
1: Uh, on Twitter at David underscore
0: that's right don't try to find Dave anywhere else exclusive to Twitter <laughs> nine figure deal you won't find him anywhere else um, I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco this podcast this CSL podcast on Twitter you can find us at cSLpodcast.com all that fun stuff we'll be back for some sports trivia tomorrow and then uh, Dave I'm not sure what we have planned for the upcoming weeks let me see here that's not the right page at all that's also not right Maybe the third time's the charm here. Uh, next week, we are doing our uh, look at Mortal Kombat, which comes out this Friday. Uh, bit of a odd couple thing there. I love Mortal Kombat. You know nothing about it. So I'm very interested to see I how know it goes. less than nothing. Yes, yes. I'm very interested to see how it goes because I'm very excited for it. And it's an action movie, so I guarantee you you'll at least enjoy it, even if you don't understand a damn thing about it. Uh, but we'll have that next week. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you uh, later on in the week and next week as well.